When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Yeah, Jen, this is about as good as it gets in the regular season. It's detracted from Collingwood's performances on field. They haven't lost a game in the last five weeks and they have some really winnable games coming up and also just the round in general because you've got every top eight team playing each other, um, every bottom 10 team playing each other as well, and nine games of footy coming out of the buys. So hopefully there's some rested teams and we're going to get some really good footy over the weekend. Well, one of the things that we know then is it's going to have an effect on on the ladder. It's going to be one of these rounds that we can look back on in hindsight and see where everyone's where everyone's at because of it. But we look at because it's the two because it's the top eight playing each other, it guarantees, unless there's a remarkable amount of draws, that four of those top eight are going to have a loss and we'll see some shifts within the top eight. Yeah, it's a pretty good cliche in footy, but it, it is a bit of an eight-point round, isn't it? Um, and, you know, just starting off on Thursday night with the the two grand finalists I picked at the start of the year playing, and it, it doesn't get worse from there. I think there's going to be some really close margins um, throughout the, the round and, and hopefully um, we get one or two nail-biting finishes. Yeah, so let's start with that. The Melbourne-Brisbane Lions game, this is one that has been, I think, in bold in the calendar for quite some time now. We've been looking forward to this one. How do you see this going with all of the stuff Melbourne's had going on? Do you think they'll be able to bounce back from the three losses or do you see the Lions getting one over and, and moving further ahead in first place? Yeah, well, I guess a little bit of the gloss has been taken off this game in the past few weeks, Jen, because of the... Um, the D's kind of form slump, some of the off-field stuff. The Lions have lost a couple of winnable ones against um, Fremantle and Hawthorne, obviously. But they were my picks at the start of the season, and there's a reason for that, and they may be in form slumps right now. But you, you probably expect these two to, to put their best foot forward, especially both of them coming off the bye. You get Stephen May back. I think Dane Zorko looks like returning as well after his hamstring two weeks ago. The, the issue for the Lions here is they don't play at the MCG very often. I think they average out to about one a game over the last few years, and they haven't actually won at the MCG since 2014. So that's, that's a bit of a hoodoo that they actually need to break to, to win uh, against the Demons, who are going to have their backs against the wall. Um, it's going to be a really interesting one because the, the loser of this game definitely has some question marks over their standing at the top of the ladder. Yeah, that will be interesting, actually, with the... I think it's one of those moments where for the Brisbane Lions, they've got absolutely nothing to lose in the sense that if they want to be there on grand final day, this is a great, um, I don't know, uh, what's the word? Dress rehearsal, I suppose, to play at the right intensity against a side that's going to surely going to come back after some disappointing weeks. So I feel like this is a a win-win sort of game for both teams. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, the Lions failed their test over in the West against Freo, who's another premiership contender. So they want to bounce back from that performance and, and do well against these top four, top eight teams. It's the perfect opportunity. It is a dress rehearsal, and it's just the opportunity to get the 
to break that um, curse at the MCG over the last eight years they haven't been able to win there. So to finally get that done, I think they don't have to worry about it. It's on the back of their mind anymore and they can tack the rest of the season full on. The next game, so moving into Friday night, the first of the, the two games occurring on Friday, Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne. So two teams sitting outside of the eight, but for Western Bulldogs especially, the win is critical to stay in touch with the eight. Yeah, this is just such it's a must win for the dogs, as was last week as well. And it was a really good result against the Giants. I thought that was one of the more entertaining games of the season, actually. I think it was the highest scoring one um, of the season when they put up 125 points on the Giants. Uh, for me, English out is such a huge concern. And I think this could be a multiple week kind of concussion. I think he is eligible to play um, next Thursday against the Lions. So that'll be round 16. Um, but with that delayed concussion, I think that'll be really conservative with him because last mu- last year, um, he actually missed a month with concussion. So I know he's had a, a little bit of a history with them. And for a guy who's just come back from um, that kind of bout of illness where he missed a few games as well, um, I'm not sure if Tim English will suit up in the next couple of weeks for the Dogs, which is a huge out for them. He's one of their most important players because without him there, the ruck stocks do take a bit of a hit um, and their midfield as well because they're, they're just not getting the service and the ball movement out of the, the centre clearances like they expect with him. So it's going to be a really tough game for the Dogs to win because the Hawks play really good football. The results haven't been there, but we know that they're one of the more exciting play, um, teams to watch in the league. So it should actually be a pretty good Friday night contest, regardless of the fact that we've ended up with two bottom 10 games on a Friday night in a, in a round that looks so good. Yeah, the West Coast-Essendon game as the next game on the, the Friday. So you're looking at 18th taking on 16th. I think Essendon showed uh, you know, an entirely different um, identity with that win over St Kilda and has left us asking who are we and, and, and who, which is the real Essendon. And West Coast had a, a much better performance against Geelong. These two, it doesn't really affect either of them in a sense other than playing for pride. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a pretty scary game for Essendon fans, I think, because the Eagles played really well last week um, and they're getting back some genuine experience. I know Jeremy McGovern, um, unfortunately, has spent a couple of nights in hospital with those ribs, which is um, a bit scary for him and for the Eagles. But they played really well against Geelong and they deserved um, you know, to be a little bit closer in the scoreline, I think, because I thought it was a pretty borderline game um, all up. Their, their runs were as good as the Cats were able to produce. We know that they moved the ball slowly and, and methodically, and I think the Dons, what they did really well last Friday night against the Saints is they got it on their terms with, with the quick ball movement off half-back. You, you brought in Massimo D'Ambrosio. You, you put Andrew McGrath back to the um, half-back line. I know he's going to be out this week, but you've also got Mason Redmond in career-best form and Nick Hines getting back to his form of last year. So that's going to be the, the Don's asset. And if they can get the, the footy on their terms with, with the quick movement off half-back, I think they'll be really hard to, to stop. A nervous moment, um, nonetheless, for Essendon supporters. Uh, that's what it feels <laughs> like, although they've got a big chance throughout the back end of this season to probably affect some sides uh, desperate to try and get into the eight. Now, Saturday, this is an absolute cracking day of footy. We've got Carlton, Frio, Geelong, Richmond and Sydney, St Kilda. So an entirety of top eight battling it out on Saturday. Let's start with Carlton versus Fremantle. Yeah, this is such an exciting matchup, Jen. Um, I know Frio got the win over in the West earlier in the year. Um, and, and what Carlton will learn from that one, I think, is they just need to be a bit more patient working through the, the Fremantle zone. You can't 
bomb it long to, to Mackay and Kerno like they usually have this year. It's a bit of a get-out-of-jail-free get um, card for them when they're in trouble in the midfield where you can just kick it long and know that one of them will be down the line. Right now, the Doggers are playing too well for that and they've got too many intercepting types down there like Luke Ryan, Brennan Cox, even Hayden Young right now. So um, the Blues have, a, have to be a little bit smarter with their ball use. But other than that, they're in a really good position um, to, to win this one at Marvel Stadium. I think the Dockers, they've only lost the one um, game in, in dry weather footy this year. That was to St Kilda um, earlier in the year. It's going to be under the roof at Marvel, I believe. So, you know, I think it's, it's going to be a really close game to pick, but I actually really like the Blues in this one. Okay, and just for those that may be just tuning in here on the Overnight Crowd, we're chatting with the Inner Sanctums, Jasper Chelipa, looking at all of the exciting games coming up across round 15 of the AFL. The second game on Saturday, Jasper, Geelong versus Richmond. Geelong sitting in fourth, Richmond in sixth, uh, both having won four of their last five. It's at the MCG. Who gets this one? I, I, I thought at first if it was <laughs> down at Cadinia Park or JMHBA that maybe Geelong would just have the nudge, but realising it's at MCG, I might be shifting back to the Tigers. Yeah, I think um, it, it's a tough one to pick from the bookies' point of view as well. This is an even-money game, and I think it's been a really underrated rivalry over the years, and now these two teams are possibly the most informed sides in the competition. Um, Four-on-one, as you say, for both of them over the last five games, and they've also got some of the best key forward um, players in the league right now, and, and Jeremy Cameron... Tom Hawkins and Tom Lynch, who I think can combine for you know, 14, 15 goals in this one. They're all in incredible form right now. I think both these teams, they used to play really different styles of footy, but the Cats have come forward a little bit more um, in their zone this year and, and they're taking the game on a little bit more. So it's a bit of the beauty of um, the forward half turnovers and, and precision inside 50s with these two teams. Uh, and they play, they play footy the right way and hopefully we get a really good contest on Saturday afternoon because I think this could be a, you know, 60,000 plus crowd um, turning out for these two teams. Oh, he's hoping. I do enjoy when it's a huge crowd at the MCG. Now the Sydney versus St Kilda game to close out Saturday up at the SCG. There's a really good chance that the loser of this actually could drop out of the top eight. And for St Kilda, I don't know why, but I feel like they're the ones under more pressure. Yeah, I tend to agree as well. I think the loser is scrambling to make the eight, as you said, Jen. Um, the Saints, you know, having lost to the Bombers last Friday, it is such a difficult run for them the rest of the way that this is almost a must-win. And I know I'm high on the Swans, and I'm probably higher on the Swans than a lot of others out there, but they looked really flat last week, and I'll still pick them to, to turn it around and, and make a charge to, to have a home elimination final at the very least. But... Um, they want to turn around really quickly. And um, right now, I mean, there's just a few things they need to sort out, especially having Callum Mills moving into the back line when they're under pressure. I don't think you should be moving your best contested midfielder um, down into the back line, regardless of how good he can be back there, because you want to, you want to turn the momentum at stoppages and, and from the centre bounces. So um, hopefully they've found out a different way to stem momentum and, and stem the tide against the Saints, because at some point they will get a, a run on. They score in bunches with Max King, and the like um, up forward. So hopefully we get you know a good contest where they kind of figure out um, their best football because right now both sides aren't playing as well as they definitely could be. Now to close that closes out Saturday and we move ahead to Sunday. Three games across the Sunday: North Melbourne, Adelaide, Collingwood, GWS, and Port Adelaide, Gold Coast, Gold Coast Suns. 
North Melbourne, do you think they're a sneaky chance of getting their second win of the year? Yeah, I think they they're almost primed for a win here. If you if you look at everything going their way, they're coming off the bye. Obviously, the Crows had a, a big um, clash against the Suns on Sunday. So, you know, there's for North, there's been a lot of controversy. And, you know, that can work two ways for them um, outside of footballing. They're talking about Tasmania. They're talking about Jason Horn francis the, the media. But it is down in Tassie. Horn francis will be playing. And the Crows aren't down there very much. So, you know, the Kangaroos have a really good opportunity to actually get the, get the jump on them early and hopefully take it from there. I think there's huge pressure on Maddie Nix if the Crows do lose this one because you're about two and a half years into a rebuild now. Um, there hasn't been an incredible amount of progress made. I think player development's a big talking point down at the Crows still. Um, and unfortunately, I think he's, he's doing a fine job, but there will be a lot of pressure coming for the head coach if they do lose to a North Melbourne side who's um, been really, really poor this year. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Now, Collingwood versus the Giants. Collingwood sitting just outside the eighth, just on percentage points there. They're in nine. Uh, and the Giants in 13th, a really important one again for Collingwood. Yeah, this is some serious backs against the wall stuff from the Pies here. And it's weird to say that because they have won their last four and they've got five games coming up, including this one, where they're going to head in as favourites if they continue their form. So they could potentially be winning nine on the trot, but halfway through that streak, we're talking about how they need to produce a performance and and get past all this media scrutiny because of the off-field stuff. So right now, um, they're they're one of the better teams to watch in the league. And and on talent, they would lose this game, but it's actually hard to see them losing this game with the way that Craig McRae has them playing. They're, They're such a fun dynamic, a rebounding side who moves the ball quickly, gets it into some players like Jack Inovan and Brody Majacek who are just who are kicking bags right now and are being really exciting to watch. For the Giants, they, you know, they win this on talent alone, but unfortunately, they're not a two-way running team right now. They, they have some really lackadaisical defensive patches, and especially that came to the fore against the Dogs where they gave up about 20 goals. Um, hopefully, they produce a decent um, performance because I think this is the game of the day at the very least. And... You know, Collingwood, they'd want to win this one just to get the media scrutiny out, um, out from underneath them, I think. Yeah, to change the narrative from what it currently is back to football is probably the most important part for Collingwood <laughs> this weekend. Without a doubt, they must be hanging out for Sunday. I reckon they wish they were the Thursday game to get, get the concentration back on football. Uh, to finish off round 15, Port Adelaide taking on the Gold Coast Suns. And, well, this one... It almost has a feel, and I've seen it reported, as a virtual elimination final. We're so far out of finals, and we're already <laughs> saying it's a, a virtual elimination final. Yeah, well, there's a really good opportunity for the Suns to actually jump into the eight if they win here, because there are a few sides um, who could drop out based on the, the, the matches they have against higher-rated teams, like you know Saints and Sydney. You've got Richmond playing Geelong, and you've got Collingwood playing JWS as well. So, you know... The Suns have a really good opportunity to actually jump into the eight if they win this one. And it's going to be a really interesting game to, to see if Port Adelaide can back up their performance against Sydney because we know they're best. They're you know, a home prelim kind of a size the last couple of years. And we know they're worse than what we saw at 0-5 at the start of the year. So um, it's still a toss-up to see what King Hinkley's men produce week to week. But right now, I think the Suns are, are the more reliable of the two sides, which is interesting. And I'll tip them to continue it on and actually make a real push for, for the top eight this year. 
So, Jasper, that rounds out round 15. What we're doing on uh, the overnight crowd being the Tuesday through to Wednesday show, we have our winner and margin tipping competition back up and running. It's the Melbourne versus Brisbane game. Hillary has Melbourne by 15, Dean by 28. Brisbane is Big Al by 21 with more to come in across the show. What about you, Jasper? What are you, what are you putting on the winner and margin for that game? Yeah, I think both teams will really be up for this game, but I'm actually excited to see what Brisbane can produce on, on the MCG and finally get that uh, monkey off the back, so to speak. So I'll tip Brisbane by um, 11 points Brisbane. for this one, I think, Jen. Brisbane by 11, says Jasper Chelifar from the Inner Sanctum, who's always great with your time. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Overnight Crowd and hope you have a brilliant week. Yeah, I hope you have a great night tonight, Jen. Jasper Chelipa joining us from the Inner Sanctum, looking ahead at what I think is a really exciting round of footy and something we should, we should be spe- spending more time across tonight talking about than some of those other things that are taking our attention. Your tips for the winner and margin, keep them coming in. You know the numbers, one 736 736 and the text line 0433 98 11 16. Get in touch here on the Overnight Crowd. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.